What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is the Hello and welcome truth. to the Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, we usually intro these things with uncomfortable moments in our lives. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's other guys. We had Spark Weekend last weekend at our house, and if you don't know what Spark is, that is our local church's D-Now, Disciple Now. There's different names for it. Basically, kids, kids stay in host homes around the community. The church hires a leader closer to their age to lead them throughout the weekend through Bible studies. You make trips back and forth to the church for worship and hanging out and food. It's a fantastic, fun time. We've hosted kids at our house for probably, not straight, but at least 10, 12 times um, over the over the years, over the past 15 years or so. Every time that we've hosted kids, it's been girls. And... I'm I'm in and out, you know, Courtney's staying there with the leader, making sure the girls are behaving, anywhere from 7th, 8th grade girls to to senior, senior girls. And how old is Miller? Miller's in 8th grade. Okay. Um, So we didn't, we've never hosted, we've never hosted her group, which is, you know, good for them to get out to a different house. But this year, the Lord saw fit for something different to happen. We had 7th grade boys. Nice. About 10 of them. As a junior high principal, I'm not thinking nice. <laughs> Boy, and I'll tell you, every one of these kids was super respectful. Uh, manners, uh, do what you ask them to do. However, what you don't realize is, I'm just going to give you some stats. <laughs> By the end of the weekend, there was probably 972 Nerf bullets on the on the ground in my house. Okay, They did pick them up but there's still 100 under the couch. (laughs) Um, Over the entire weekend, there's 10 boys there. I think, uh, so out of 10, three showers were taken. (laughs) Um, So there's a a constant stench. When when I walked into my house, I think it was Saturday evening before we had to go to church Sunday morning, and then they were going home, and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! Smells like feet. <laughs> and when it turns, when it when it turns about ten thirty or eleven o'clock, when it's time to wind down, seventh grade boys turn into giggly seventh grade girls. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun weekend, that but man, like it, they seventh grade boys are rambunctious. I'm surprised. Like, I told them at the beginning of the weekend, listen, there's not much in this house you can break, and I'll be upset with you. That's fine, and I they took that to heart. <laughs> that's hilarious we're gonna awesome. jump in brandon's on the clock today he's been reading a book called 21 days to childlike prayer which a lot of people that i know are reading right now my wife's actually reading it so i'm getting cliff notes um about that so i'm excited to jump into that obi will you open this up in prayer sure will father god just thank you so much for loving us uh lord we thank you uh, for each other we thank you that You've put each other into our into our lives, um, Lord. I thank you for this this group of men, for their families, for their uh, influence that they have on my life. And um, Lord, we just are so thankful that you sent Jesus down on the cross for our sins, uh, so that we could have a way to you. 
and we are just so thankful for this platform that you've given us to be able to share your name and glorify you. I pray that we do it well, and uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you know at least one person would would hear your name and uh, just get to thinking about how maybe they can change their life and start to honor you with the the way they live their life. And we're just thankful for you, Lord, and we ask this in your name. Amen. 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 So about a week ago, I'm in my office working. I've got my Bose headphones on over my ears like these, and I'm in the zone. And my phone rings. About 10 o'clock, Leah's in the living room. She's not working that day. Kids are at school. And I, y'all know that, you know, when you get in that zone as an entrepreneur, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Okay. That may sound weird to people who don't know what I'm talking about, but it's awesome. And I struggle to get there. All right. Phone rings, and it says so-and-so on the screen. I know who it is. We formed a relationship through some business we've done together. Um, hadn't heard from him in a while. And my first inclination was to, this is no joke, was to silence the call because I was in the zone. Call him back. Yep. Not uncommon for me to do that. And business owners are very... This is a normal practice. That's, that's why he never answers the phone. Hush when I call your mouth. Wait, wait, here we go. This is different, Sean, because uh, your phone conversations are like literally forty-seven seconds. That's exactly right. Then that's an easy pickup. Yeah, you know yes. how you guys. Everybody knows that when your phone rings and it shows a certain there's a certain few names uh, that you know that that's a thirty-five me. minute conversation yeah. minimum. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm and, just giving him. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. And truth be told, normally when this guy calls, it's intentional. There's he's not just shooting the bull and we don't know each other well okay but we know each other enough that he knows i'm a believer he knows i gave up alcohol five years ago and i've sh i've shared the lord with him in some way shape or form the lord has shared himself through me okay right, right. so i pick up and he starts with hey i was wanting to call about that warranty on the truck i bought from you and i was like okay yeah we definitely can take care of that and then he almost immediately he's driving from wisconsin back to shreveport he almost immediately says, hey, when you gave up alcohol, this is no joke, guys, right. did it really change your life? And I said, <laughs> well, yeah, but I feel like I need to give you more depth than just yes. <laughs> yeah. So I hit on a few things, and literally, these things are coming out of my mouth, but I am not processing them, if that makes sense. I'm not, like, thinking through it. It's just... Right. Okay. So I'm about 10 minutes into the conversation. I'm telling him about how, look, yes, it has been a blessing in my life, but let me just be very clear. I have not been free from the harvest of the seed I planted years and years and years ago and all the things I've had to learn from. I said, so it's all been a walk with the Lord and I'm sharing Jesus with him, not even thinking about it. It's just a casual conversation to me. About 10 minutes in, it dawns on me because I'm slow, guys. I've been reading this book. And this book is very specific about not having vague prayer syndrome. That's right. It's, it's being intentional with what you're praying for. And we can go into actionable steps later. We can do that another time. But the point was, is that morning, I was very much convicted in my prayer time and quiet time to be specific. And I almost didn't write this down like four times. And the prayer was, share Jesus with somebody today. And I was scared to write it down, guys. And then I'm such a dummy, I mean that lovingly, I don't think I'm a dummy, that it doesn't even dawn on me that Jesus had this guy call me at 10 something a.m. Then I almost hung up on him or sent him to voicemail until I'm 10 minutes into the conversation. Hmm. 
Okay. So we talked for a little bit and you know, you can just tell I'm supposed to be it's it's the Lord. It's yeah. all it is. And there are things coming out of my mouth, guys, and I don't want this to sound like hogwash. I need guy people to know this. People tell you that have been sharing Jesus for a long time that the Lord will provide. That is one hundred percent fact. Right. I have read my Bible most of my life. Just recently have I really started reading my Bible. And the book talks about this too. And I'm quoting scripture. I'm quoting verses. I'm talking about people in the Bible. And I and I get done and he's like, All right, man, well thanks. You know, he's you can tell he's uncomfortable, but he's glad he called. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, hold on. Can I pray for you? Uh yeah. <laughs> Leah's listening to all this in the living room. So I'm able to pray for him and tell him I want him to check in. He has no pride. Okay. If you listen to the previous episode, you'll know what we're talking about. He has no pride that he can depend on, you know, other believers. Right. And um, I get done and Leah goes, what was that? And I'm like, I didn't have vague prayer syndrome this morning. She has no clue what I'm talking about. She goes, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> so I, I need, I really want to point this out. You cannot glorify the Lord and what he's done in your life if you cannot look back and say he answered specific prayers. If you vaguely pray, if I vaguely pray, I'm not ever going to see his grace work through our life or his no that I thought should have been a yes. And, and I, this, was, this is one of the most impactful things I've read. As we struggle to trust our Heavenly Father, remember that Jesus always didn't get a yes. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus asked three times that the cup of God's wrath would be removed from him. But because it wasn't best for us, let this sink in, the cup wasn't removed. So Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus was told no in the Garden of Gethsemane so that he could tell us yes to our request for salvation and our sin. Jesus drank the cup of God's wrath so that he could enable us to drink the cup of God's mercy. Jesus was told no by our Heavenly Father. So that pretty much trumps any time we get told no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So vague prayer syndrome is real. I bet we can all relate to it. But if you start just journaling down three or four specific prayers, guys, you will have more to praise the Lord. In. I mean, it's like, and I'm talking, I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to anybody listening. Be specific. I mean, and be intentional. Believe. Believe like your kid believes you can do anything. That's why it's childlike prayer. Yeah. My kid, my six-year-old says things to me that I am now recognizing he thinks I can do anything. I, I missed that for six years, my youngest one. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it is. And you, and you think about, you know, I've, I've read that book, and, and there's that one point in the book, and you probably already got to it because I think it's in the beginning where he talks about his son sitting in the back yes. seat. Yes. And, and his son's just, it, it's after a baseball practice, and he's just kind of quiet, you know, and his son's just really thinking on stuff. And, you know, the dad's like trying to figure out what his son's thinking about. You know, he's like, you know, how would you think about practice? And, you know, and, and finally they're about, they're about to be home. And he's like, dad, you remember when you picked that ball up over on the third base and, and threw it all the way to first, you know? And, and his dad's like, yeah, you know, he's like, do you think you can do anything? <laughs> You know, because because he saw his dad throw the ball from third to first, and that seemed like such a 
unbelievable feat. He just by seeing that his baby boy thought that maybe his dad could do anything in the world, you know, childlike, childlike, you know, you know, um, recognizing, you know, that God designed us to be like children and to have childlike faith and to have the identity of a child and believe in him the way that our kids believe in us. Like he gave us an example, an earthly example of how we're supposed to be. And it's so cool how that book opens that up for us, Uh, you know, and the examples that it gives. But yeah, vague prayer syndrome, you know, in case you don't know what that is, it's just, you know, spouting off maybe a prayer that you've heard someone say a hundred thousand times and that's the only prayer you ever have you know um you know you you may be praying for someone specifically but get even deeper than that you know like you know i'm really really praying you know for sean today i really hope that he has a great day you know i'm gonna take that three steps further and i'm gonna say you know God, I, I want Sean not only to have a good day, I want you to open doors in Sean's life today. Uh, Sean's really been, uh, you know, get deep with your with your with your team. You know, Sean's been struggling with with time management and figuring out how to Ain't that the truth how to you know how <laughs> you to pri- amen over there yeah hallelujah how to, how to prioritize his day. Shane right behind Sean there. Yeah. Next time you're praying that prayer. God, I just pray that you would that you would show Sean the exact steps that he needs to take throughout his day to uh, plan his day where he can glorify you to the maximum of his ability because I know that's what Sean Baker wants for his life. Yep. You know, and be specific in your prayers because when you are, just like you said, Brandon, that's when you get to see them be answered. And you get to share Jesus more practically through mm-hmm. interactions with other people. You know, if think about this is a good way to think about it. think about your prayers over the past month and think about how many of them have been so specific that you could glorify the Lord because you know they happened you know mm-hmm. and so you know I'm practical y'all know that I need step by step so he's like pick the six things that you want to thrive in in relationship to your walk with the Lord right well for most of us it's going to fall into some category of faith family fitness finances okay and all mine did Okay, father, husband, CFO, entrepreneur, you know, Sunday school teacher, and then one or two specific things under those. And then for that day, this was so freeing to me because I want to do it all, all the time. He's like, pick the top four things that you want to just dive into specifically. And one of my top four last week was have the opportunity to share somebody with Jesus today. I almost didn't write it down. I, I was like trying to keep it from the Lord in my brain. Y'all know what I'm talking about. No, you, you don't know I'm yeah. thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so it's just <laughs> think about how your kids look at you guys. And that's the kind of faith we can have in our Heavenly Father that He wants what's best for us so much so that we will be in awe that He can throw the ball from third to first base and we have no clue. <laughs> like it's a million miles away. Exactly. And he made it happen. I, I'm I'm guilty of, you know, being like that person when you're telling me that, like, I don't know, years ago when people would talk about, you know, their their prayers being answered. And I'm like, <laughs> what What do you mean? And, and whatever. You know, I mean, like, 
uh, you know, I just not not really like buying in to prayer and how specific we can be with prayer. And mm-hmm. and then I read this book, and you know, and you you hear podcasts and you hear pastors, you know, really talking about on the power of prayer, and and you're like, what have I got to lose? You know, I'm going to try it. And at the end of every chapter, this guy and Brandon loves acronyms. He gives mm-hmm. he gives the best acronym, and it's believe. Uh, correct me, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't you're right. it, believe that. God is hearing your prayers and then embrace your childlike identity, um, specify your request and trust that God will do with those prayers. What is that? Is that that's spot on? Okay. Fantastic, man. So, you Good know, job, Bobby, yeah, yeah I mean, go, you passed man. the test. I passed the Memorized test. Memorized it. That was in the beginning of the book. Yes. And you remember that. I would say that that was, he, a, he prompts you okay. often. It was a key okay. piece, but that's impressive. Very impressive. You know, Use that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you can take that. If you don't take anything else from this book, you can take the, the best acronym mm-hmm. and 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 you believe believe that God is hearing your request. When you pray your you know? problems, you turn your problems into platforms for him. That's good. I think where men struggle, because I thought this as I'm reading this, I'm like, I don't want to seem boastful. And then I'm like, if there's anybody to be boastful for, it's what Jesus is doing in my life. Yeah. It's like your buddy who prayed for you sure. in the parking lot. Uh-huh. He had not one worry about what everybody else thought. He probably thought, maybe somebody else will want to know Jesus because this is my man. If I got a problem, I'm going to him. Right. Period. And stressed. Yep. I know where to go. Exactly. We, we can fix your stress right now. Mm. 100%. <laughs> and I'll give you all one other one. Um and I say this in just complete humility. I even don't even want to say it out loud. I str- I have struggled for five years when I gave up alcohol, but like this weight on my chest and this angst and struggling to get my breath. And one of my key prayers is, I know that's not from you, Lord. You don't cause me to fear. Mm-hmm. Take it away, but let me do the things you know I'm capable of doing because you've given me the skill sets to lead a life where that leaves. Has it been 100% gone? No. But has it been less than I've ever experienced it in the past five years? Yes. Yeah. And when it doesn't, guess who I go right back to? And it's like this belief. And why would you expect it to not improve if you're not asking God to take I, it? I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. That's the belief, yeah. There's yeah. something foundationally in my brain that makes it hard for me to want to trust him with childlike faith. I don't, that's probably another podcast, but I don't know, and maybe that's pride. I think that's the other pride, right? The other pride, yeah, like the sinful pride and the control. And, I mean, it's something deeper, but it's uh, definitely worth being aware of, you know, and knowing that when it's all good, like the Psalms, you're praising him, and when Mm -hmm. it's all bad, you're seeking him, you know, like David did when he's being chased by Saul. I mean, that's we've got the answers in the Bible. There's this biz. There's this idea in the business world, like if you write you write down your goals, you're, you're uh, uh, fifty or a hundred times more likely to achieve them if Very you put high. them put them on the mirror in the bathroom and you read them every day. Um, but a lot of that, and they've proven this, a lot of that is just being aware of your goals so that you recognize when the steps are happening to come true. In our Christian walk, that's not just a fluke, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just. Uh, it is partly a being aware when you write down something of 
in the morning of I want to talk to somebody about Christ today and tell them what he's done in my life, like that specifically, we're also looking for, it keeps it in our brain where we're looking for opportunities to do that. And so, and then when it happens, it's like, wow, okay, that happened. Write that down. Remember, be thankful. That's why I think, you know, journaling or putting this down somewhere or talking about it is so important because when God does answer specific prayers, we need to let people know. Yeah. yeah. And, need to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of uh, the testimony, right? Mm-hmm. And how many miracles or like big things have happened in our life that we don't remember because maybe we weren't aware of them? And that's, un- that's really unfortunate. And I know, like, if I look back on my life and I think, well, what are the biggest things that God, God has done in my life? I-, I could probably name all four or five, but there's so many more. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that in those in a lot of those big things, we're writing them down as goals, and we're not putting we're not we're not putting God at the center of that right. goal. Yep. We're putting our selfish ambition at the center of those yep. goals, because they may be personal or professional goals that we never thought to line up with with the Lord. What's you the know? verse? Um, God will grant the desires of of your heart, and I think after that it says basically as long as they line up with. His will is that? Something, does anybody know that's that verse? in there? I don't know what verse you're talking about, but I I know what. You're yeah, talking. we have to be aligned, right? We have to be aligned to set those, and and, and God may and say, recognize them. yeah, God know? may say, no, not this is not me, buddy, right? You know that He's done that in all of our lives. We're striving, we're striving for something in business or in whatever in life, and God may say, uh, X. Done with that one. Nope, I don't like. Okay, this one right here, buddy. This one we can work with. That's right. Know? I just think about this book, <laughs> Psalm twenty four. What okay. what does it say? I don't have the whole deal here, but uh, may He give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Okay. It doesn't say after that, like as long as they line up with Him. It may be another verse of like aligning our hearts with Him. <laughs> Psalms thirty seven four. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of there your you heart. There you go. That's the one I was looking for. Just think about the power of your testimony when you're trying, and, and you're, you're trying to plant seeds in people's life for Jesus. The power of your testimony whenever you can show and tell people specific answers to prayers that God has mm-hmm. uh, answered in your life. You know, it, it goes, your influence, your credibility goes from a two to a 10. Yeah. Right then. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at, I can, this, this happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> this happened in my life. So true. That's uh, your witness. Ch- childlike boldness. So, you know, how our children will just march into our room with boldness, knowing that their need is the most important need in the middle of the night and not caring about whether we're sleeping or not, or how tired we are, or how many bills we had to pay that day. <laughs> you know, that kind of boldness we all know of. <laughs> Is rooted in childlike dependency. Mm. Where's our dependency? There you go. Your kids have that faith that they know That's you what can solve their problems. Yep. They know. They know. Appreciate yep. y'all joining us today. Don't forget, don't have vague prayer syndrome. Be specific. Work on that today. Try, try one prayer. Be specific about one thing. Start with one thing. Be specific. Tell God what's going on in your life and what you're asking for. Line it up with his will and then just ready for 
Be ready. Be ready. <laughs> be ready. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Appreciate y'all joining us today. Hit those buttons at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah.